Hi, we are Mel and Josie, and we're here to tell you that no matter how much it feels like you are screwing up every single part of your goddamn life, actually, you're doing great, sweetie. little friend in the corner (laughs) if anyone if anyone can hear a weird sound that sounds like rain it's actually just my computer overheating because I need to replace it and I don't have the money to so (laughs) I've moved as far away as I possibly can from it and now I'm just this tiny head in the corner of my zoom meeting so it's very funny I've got like 95% room 5% Mel (laughs) you can see everything in here see the rafters i can see the bookshelf bookshelf. it's all happening um but yes very sorry but you know what can't help it if my computer decided today was the day it was gonna be like i've had enough of your shit trying to use me for work yeah dual screens yeah running meetings (laughs) i'm done i am done i have covid burnout even computers can get covid burnout it seems (laughs) it's a real problem not just for humans but for technology i thought it was the rain that i could hear because it just started bucketing down as we were like let's record but now it's kind of stopped here and now it's kind of faintly raining over here we'll be getting it in t minus 10 minutes so that's gonna be fun right that'll add to the asmr (laughs) the elements (laughs) um what's going on aside from rain um oh i feel like one second has passed since I logged on at work this morning because we're doing this in <laughs> in the lunch break and it's just gone so it's just like Monday mania yes <laughs> when we're recording um what is going on I mean I'm sitting on my bed amongst like loads of washing that I've had to like mm. take out bring in take out because this weather can't make up its fucking mind oh my <laughs> at the God, moment mood. We have sheets hanging off door frames to yes. our entire house. I can't. We just, because we have a tiny balcony, so it's like, and I think you're kind of the same, like you've just got like downstairs, like the line, yeah? Yes, yeah. So it's sort of like we either hang them on our line, which is sort of like in the dark recesses of the car park of our apartment <laughs> block and takes forever to get to, or we hang them on the door frames, and that's how it is right now. So it's just like a... A laundress's apartment, basically. Yeah. I just want to use the word laundress because it's <laughs> fancy and old timey. <laughs> so that's been my life. What else? Rosa had her first swimming lesson on the oh weekend. Oh my God. Did they do that horrible thing that they do to them where they make them jump off the edge and then you're not meant to catch them and they swim up? Um, not yet. Oh my I th- god! I think that that's what they. I think that's what they work towards because that's the whole. That's, so I haven't done it yet. She's two for background for people that haven't listened to our entire lives in podcast form and don't know how old my child is. <laughs> She's two, which is kind of late to be starting these. Is it? Well, so I remember when the babies were really really little. People in the mums group were like, "Oh, um, who's going to swimming lessons?" I'm like, "Swimming lessons? They're like." I can't even like roll over. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and I didn't really realize it was actually your friend who's a nurse <laughs> that told yeah. me of the importance um, of swimming lessons. It's actually about getting them confident in the water and teaching them to roll over in the water and float. Oh. So if they do fall into a pool, 
they can roll over, float, and then oh. call for help. So it's basically, you know, a drowning prevention tool. Yeah, like a life. I just thought it was like a cute, fun thing to like yeah. go go and do with your kids when they're like four months old. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And then you <laughs> I'm know, not paying twenty dollars a session. I, I was like, my kid to have fun in a pool. I'm like, I do other fun <laughs> stuff on mat leave. Okay, I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, and then I've just been putting it off as she got older because tantrums have started and I was like, this is going to be uh, hell. But she was actually okay. She was good for, I looked at my watch, it was 22 past. So for 22 minutes, she was like a champ and then she just got over it. And even uh, then, that's she never tantrum. She was just kind of crying and she was definitely just getting over it. And Julian did the actual swimming part so he was oh, in the water with her I was just on the sideline I don't think I'll go I just kind of went in case because we didn't know what we were doing yeah so I was just kind of like you know so I know what I need to do in case he can't take her and in case he needed help in case she did lose her shit and he needed help with her but she was so good I was very very proud of her the instructor applauded her at one point and it was like she'd <laughs> won an Olympic gold medal I was so proud I was like <laughs> she got applauded She's by the, the instructor baby swimming <laughs> Mood oh not going God. in though. Like I chlorinated water is not nah. a mood. It was all dads. Julian can do it. It was you all dads. It. I think there was one mum <laughs> in the next session. It is mostly it seems to be this traditional dad thing. <laughs> so many <laughs> so many mums I know are like, he can do that. That can be their bonding. But I'm like, it's not bonding. It's like, please go and do this thing that's probably traumatic. That oh, I want to do in chlorine. Like, no. Ooh. I used to do it as a nanny. That's why I know about the horrible thing where they make them jump off. And now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was really smart of the mum because it's shit. No one wants to get in that chlorinated, overheated water, especially in the middle of winter. Like we were doing it in winter and it's obviously indoors. Yeah, but but it's just not pleasant because you're like white and you've got hairy legs and sideburns. You're like, fuck. Nah. There's been no maintenance of the bikini line. <laughs> Everything's just not working. And, yeah, so it was it was really funny, though, because they get them – well, I don't know if they still do this, but they got them to stand on the edge of the pool and then they're like, humpty dumpty. Yes. They did that, on the wall. They, were, they were sitting. But they oh, they were that. sitting, yeah. yeah. And then it's like they're encouraged to basically like leap into the water and they expect you to get them. But yeah. then we were told don't get them because then they fall in, they learn to swim up. Yes, and all yeah. I could see was this kid's like terrified eye under the water like distorted as it was like trying to claw its way back up my body oh my God. <laughs> I was like how is this not creating more trauma yeah but they know what they're trauma. doing they yeah know what they're doing no they didn't do that they made them sit and then they're like jump in and Rose is like no <laughs> I just heard her go no no dada <laughs> good one Rosa she'll I'm get there it. so that was my big exciting thing of the weekend um cool what about you well um my only thing of note is that I've gotten the world's greatest largest period <laughs> oh I, I just had the greatest largest period. yes I know I you said did. to you we have to do an episode on periods yes we do we definitely do because I'm now so I just went off the pill a month ago yeah just to kind of I think just recalibrate my body I just felt like I'd been on it for a long time and I'm starting to think about babies and stuff not yet but I was like oh look I'm in a steady relationship where I can like have these very open conversations with my partner about like mm. how we use contraception. And then I was also like, if I accidentally got pregnant now, I'm with someone that I'm not going to be devastated. It about won't be like happening. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like, look, it's it's a good time to do it. Um, and I tried to do it a couple of years ago. And then started dating again and just was so terrified every time yes. I had sex. So I was like, yeah. okay, no, like <laughs> you really need to, I think when 
like I'm mean, not everybody, everyone's different. But for me, I was like, I needed to be in something steady and consistent to do mm. it. Anyway, so everyone says like the first period off, off the pill is insane. And then I had my first day and it was really normal. And I was like, oh, okay, like this isn't really insane. <laughs> and then the second day, oh my God, I'm going to tell the most gross story here. So just like Go beware if you don't like stories about blood coming out of vaginas. But basically <laughs> I was on like a weekender. Mm. and the the toilet was in a different room to the shower. Oh. But I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll look, I don't flush my tampons anyway. So I was like, I'll just pull it out and put it in a sanitary bag and <laughs> pop it in the bin. Yeah. And when I pulled it out, it- it, a floodgate came after it <laughs> all over the floor. And I was like, what the fuck? And I think I literally screamed like, what the fuck in the bathroom. <laughs> and then I was like frantically trying to clean it like it went on my slippers it went on the yeah. towel that is not mine it is the pla- and they're white towels oh just god carnage. i just like literally threw the tampon into the shower and jumped in after it <laughs> and just let my body like free bleed into the shower <laughs> it was disgusting and then it was just hell i got out of the shower and i before i could even get a chance to put a tampon in it just kept it's going like going so I had going to just yeah get back in the shower and just wait <laughs> and then eventually it sort of calmed down enough to get a tampon in but it was like holy fuck and i was mm. just going through regular tampons like on the hour yeah um it was out of control so now i'm really into so i've got period undies on today and yes. a tampon which is yep. your your trick that you taught me yeah well i sometimes wear a pad a triple yes triple oh um, like three layers protection. yeah mm-hmm. I, I need to though <laughs> that yeah. blood story is like very familiar to me (laughs) (laughs) it's just so much isn't it and I think because I was on the pill for so long I forgot what it's like yeah like I forgot that it's like full-on dripping blood it's like Mm. bits of flesh it's full it's out of control yeah whereas I'm used to like tiny little period (laughs) dainty little little tampon a day (laughs) just my dainty little cute period and this was just insane so yeah but a lot of people have been talking to me now about cups and so I think yep. I'm going to give it a crack. Um, I have tried them before and I found them very like clunky, but mm-hmm. that was when there was really like one cup on the market and now there's yeah, so there's many. So yeah. I'm going to give it another go, I think. Well, yeah. tell I, I just can't do it. Mine are too heavy for a cup. Yeah. <laughs> like um, I actually have one that I got sent. I'll give it to you because <laughs> right. I've never, I've used, never it? used it. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I, like, I just I got don't it. know about sharing cups, but no, yeah. No, I've just got it because I'm right. like, Oh no, I can't do that because mine are very heavy. Yeah, but um, I would love to because I absolutely hate the thought of like all the waste, which we can go into and mm-hmm. when we do an episode on periods. But um, I would be very keen to ha- hear how your cup journey goes because I've never <laughs> we'll been able know. to try it. But I do love period undies. I can't just use them by themselves, but I like just feeling a bit more secure. Yeah, and it's just nice, like that, because I think in an old life, like back when I was a teenager and I used to have my heavy periods, I used to use a pad and a tampon Mm. and the pad would rarely get anything on it. It was more like a security thing for me. Like I get what you're saying where it's like, you're like, oh no, one of these is going to get covered in blood at some point. (laughs) Um, But for me, it was just really that security thing as opposed to an actual like, oh, these are actually going to need to get used. And so I think it's so nice to have, yeah, like you're saying, like period undies to be able to go, okay, well, I'm just going to wash these as opposed to constantly throwing out unused pads into the bin, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're really good in that way. Well, I'm sorry you're having a shit period. Oh, look, it's fine. (sighs) They are the worst. They are the worst. Yes. But I'll tell you what I haven't been doing. 
is what? watching maths. Me either. And that <laughs> is why this episode idea came to us. How's that segue? <laughs> <laughs> smooth. Oh, smooth. So smooth. So smooth. Um, with something that you and I have talked about offline, mm. heaps actually, because, you know, I feel like part of our friendship is based on not maths but The Bachelor because yes. we used to recap it together when we worked yes. together. Um, we do it as a chat and it felt very natural because we would chat about it anyway. So it was like the way that we did things. And so we bonded really over mm. Batchy and it was the glory days. It was Honey yes, Badger. The glory days. It was... Um, the first season of Batchy in Paradise. It was that mm. amazing year where it was um, Matt Agnew and obviously Abby Chatfield was on his season. There was the um, the dog, C-U-N-T. Oh, yes. Oh, my drama. God. So much good shit in that and season. And then Angie was the Bachelorette that year. Yes. Like 2019, I Will Die on This Hill, was the best year because it was Batchy in Paradise. It was... Um, Matt Agnew, and then it was Angie, and there was yes. Tim and Kieran, and oh, that yeah, was, there was a, a lot that of the glory days. Lots that of was good like people. The, that was the heyday. Um, but we, we've talked because we just feel like it's not doing it for us anymore, and we wonder yeah. if it's the sign of like a, a bigger issue at play potentially. Yeah, well, yeah, because I think like I used to watch all of them religiously mm. um, and get so excited for them to start and all of that. And like you said, there was this heyday where it really felt like, I feel like it felt like a blend of entertainment factor, like people that were like entertainment value yeah. and genuinely feeling like the people on these shows and in some degree wanted to find a relationship or were looking yeah. for a relationship. And like I don't think we've ever had the – naivete i guess a naivete if i was to say it, like the french side again don't know how what i'm talking fancy about are we being today i know laundress naivete, naivete. <laughs> i'll say je ne sais quoi soon in a really not applicable setting um you know that these people go on these shows genuinely to find love. No one is going on a fucking reality no. show. Let's just put it straight. Neither as the star or as a contestant with the 100% pure reasoning of finding just love. Just to find love. Why would you humiliate yourself like that? No one would do that. No. They're doing it for personal brand growth. Yes. Cannot Attention, tell me otherwise. brand growth. Yeah. All of it. Because and that's from the dawn of time. Like that's yeah. not new. Like That's like Bachelor america season one like sure there was no instagram then but they were going on tv for millions of people it it definitely helped you know their career they weren't exactly. just like some loser that wanted to, that was single and wanted to find love i mean that was before tinder and all of those things but now i feel like there are so many ways to meet someone right yes on paper i know it's not that easy um always for everyone, but there are so many ways now. And then there's these like 23 year old girls going on The Bachelor being like, I just want to meet someone. I'm like, go to the pub, go yeah, to the pub. Literally go on any app, <laughs> any app at all. <laughs> like, go to a house party. <laughs> a stunning 23 year old yeah. can't tell me that it's impossible to find love. Um, so there's that. But it's just, yes, it, I feel like there's just been so many of them. I feel like, you know, Tim and Anna, they're still together. And mm. yes, I think to a degree, yes, they wanted to find love. But also there was a bonus of, yes, you know, 
attention and fame and things like that that come with it, you know, and they're still going. Great. Um, There's a few of the couples that have had kids and are still going and I don't doubt that. I'm not here to say that they're not the real deal. Um, And I'm stoked for them. I think it's great. But then when there's, you know, we did an article at work about all the maths couples and there's only three or five. Mm. Five? Three? I think it might be five. Um, that are still together. It is five because there's two from last season. Um, five out of like, I think there's like 70 something couples. Yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's, like, it's the biggest one on TV. It rates the best. Um, and people are still watching it. But the ratings weren't as high this season. I mean, they're still high and, and maybe they've, but the, for the premiere, they weren't as high. And it got me thinking, you know, because I really thought maths is kind of the ratings yardstick to mm. see are people going off this a bit. And, you know, Love Island didn't rate as well. And I, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking in general, are we as a society just like, no, like we're just not buying this at all now. They've yeah. cancelled Paradise, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's upsetting because I loved Paradise. Yeah, but that's mainly too. because I think you had a bit of a connection to these people yeah. from previous seasons and then seeing them all in one space was like, this is weird. I love yeah. it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also I do th- – yeah, so I think if I look at it myself and why I am bored of them, I think I always like to decide that my, well, how I feel about things is how everybody feels. Yes. <laughs> So I think why we've gone off them is mm. because I think that the 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 if we think of everybody going on these shows with two intentions, one is I want to get famous, whether that's I just want to, you know, become a radio host or a TV host, whether I want to, you know, leverage this into other reality opportunities, whether I want to get Instagram famous. Like there's so many reasons. Mm, it's they not already really... have a business that well, they want to promote. Yeah. yeah. It's not always like I just want to be Insta famous and then promo every fucking thing under the sun. It can be like I have real plans to create like something out of this. And I mm. think there's something in that that is totally valid. Like mm. fuck it. If you're going to come on this show, if you get picked for the show and you're going to like – give us some entertainment. Yeah, like you should get something out of that, you know? Yes. It's not shitting on that at all. But I think that that balanced with people that were genuinely open to finding love, ready to find love, ready for a relationship, the balance is way off now. So I think now you're seeing people having seen historically how these shows can send people. And MAFS is like the biggest for it. The people from MAFS get like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah from the show so you're seeing these people look at that go i want that Mm. i'll just go on the show and there's no like i feel like the producers either can't pick people based like they can't assess whether somebody is actually ready for a relationship because of all the bullshit they're spinning yeah or they're choosing not to and just putting people on that will be entertaining yeah whatever the fact whatever's happening with i feel like we're seeing just all these people and it's so transparently obvious that they just want to rack up their likes on Instagram and I'm just like, I don't believe in any of you. I don't feel like any of you have any pure like intention of finding love. Um, And then maybe if if the people that do kind of disappear really quickly on these shows, but it's just like exhausting and boring. I don't want to watch people – vie for Instagram followers. I don't want to watch them like manipulate their storyline to get more people to follow them on Instagram, you know? Like I want yeah. to see real human connection, disconnection. Like you want the real shit. 
yeah. that comes from these shows and it's not happening anymore. It just feels very fabricated, whether that's plot lines that are introduced or whether that's just people bullshitting us on TV, you know, like, like look at Tim and Kieran, like perfect examples, oh. people that just played the game. And that made Bachelor in Paradise really good because then it was like exposing them yeah. on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like fair enough that they weren't like into having a relationship, but then it's like I question putting them on a show like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, sorry, because I don't think that was fair to Angie at all. No. Like it's pretty – like you just kind of – this is the thing. Like I always – sorry, I've just gone on like a full monologue here. I I always feel for – I don't think the people that go on the shows as the headliner Mm. are necessarily – pure of heart either okay we've got some examples there don't we big examples huge like (laughs) and I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily I think that the one thing you should have going on those shows is that you're open to finding love right yes yeah like like be single for starters be single firstly Let's start with being single with no with no like complicated exes in recent memory where yeah. your feelings are complicated about them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Second is like it's fine, I think, to have other intentions for going on. In fact, I think it's to be expected. Why the fuck would you do that without yeah. anything to benefit you? Like you see, like you're literally going on TV and you're opening yourself up to whatever the fuck is coming your way. And plenty of criticism, plenty of Daily Mail articles about, you know, your cellulite bum. Yeah. That everyone has a cellulite (laughs) bum. Speaking of, I just saw my bum in the mirror of Pilates class the other day and I was like, wow, that's new. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) you know, like there's so much shit that comes with being on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And you have to kiss someone on TV, which is why I would never do it because, like, it's so sloppy and up your nostril. My mum would be so ashamed. I just I'm a know terrible mom, kisser too. Like my mum no would wants to disown me. Like, yes. She would yes. be like so off me if I was kissing on TV. <laughs> I'd be really chased bachelorette that like kisses on the cheek. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like this weird like toxic, like toxic misogyny bachelorette that like refuses to do any physical interaction and then it becomes the only way they can spin that story is that I'm some sort of like got some weird 1885 holdover where I think that like I can't physically interact with a man before marriage or something like they'd have to be like fuck what can we do with this yeah but yeah anyway so like you know I don't think Angie was necessarily on there just to find love right no but she did seem like she was open to love, right? Yeah. She was ready for it. She was like, yeah, I want that. And yeah. so then to like put anybody on that show who could be have an actual connection with her who wasn't open to finding love is kind of fucked up. It's so fucked up. It's like let's just put these people on because they'll be funny yeah. and entertaining and be naked in a um, group date or be like really tattooed and like – with a manic energy <laughs> like yeah. he'll, he'll be great tv yeah and he, and he was but like fuck she nearly picked tim well, <laughs> that's it. like like i don't mind it when it's like those like dickheads that get exposed for being a dickhead or like people that are quite obviously they're not there for love because you need that entertainment value yes, right like yeah, you need yeah. the people that are going to just bring the entertainment but mm. it's like it's like putting on like like a, a person going on a show and then 
masquerading as someone who is open to love and ready for love and like wants to settle down but he's actually a fuck boy that's like fucked yeah and i don't know whose fault that is it could be their (laughs) fault for pretending to everyone pulling the wool over everyone's eyes or it's like the producer's fault like who knows but i think that that's becoming more and more prevalent and more and more obvious to us as viewers yeah and then it just feels either icky to be watching it because you're watching Mm. somebody get totally blindsided yeah or it just feels really fake and you're just watching yeah. a bunch of f- bullshit. And, like, I get enough bullshit in my life on social media. I don't need it on my TV as well. Yeah. And don't you think another thing, especially with The Bachelor, so The Bachelor being the man and there's a bunch yes. of women, um, you know, we've we as a society, I think we're like – we need the drama, but we hate ourselves for wanting the drama between the women, the women fighting. Because yes. everyone goes, oh, this show is terrible. It pits women against each other, which is terrible, but it's also fucking so entertaining. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Right? Yes. And I think we have like a moral dilemma where we think, um, you know, that they shouldn't do that. And so then when they don't, we're like, this season's boring. Like Jimmy's yes. season last year, this is boring. And there's kind of like one bitchy girl and everyone's like, she's horrible. But it's like, at least she like was there for the entertainment yes. value. If yes. everyone was just like, I love her. She's so lovely. It's like the most boring season. The ones we talk about are the ones where the girls were fighting and there was drama. Kira on Tim, um, what's his face? Richie's season. The... um. Abby versus that girl with the dog, C-U-N-T, drama. Yes. Like we, we remember the drama yes, more than absolutely. we remember anything else. But I think we, like viewers are in this kind of moral dilemma where they're like, oh, we, we know we shouldn't really like this, so we probably shouldn't watch it. Same with maths. You know, we see these awful couples where the man's basically gaslighting the woman but, you know, people couldn't get enough of, like, the Bryce and Melissa stuff last year. Oh, exactly. But he it's, was, like, yeah. the worst and they were, like, it was awful. They're still together, you know. Yeah. So it's, like, even this successful, quote, unquote, couple. But watching them was, like, a train wreck. But, yeah, I think people go, oh, God, do I want to watch it? I, sh- I know I shouldn't. So I think people have this moral thing of, like, it's icky and I shouldn't want to watch it. And I think yeah. that's contributing to people kind of dropping off these shows, particularly The Bachelor. I think so too. And I think it's funny with that because if I'm really fucking honest with myself and this is how we're connecting this to our podcast yes. vibe, <laughs> right, I still love Love Island, right? Yeah. But if I'm really honest with why I love Love Island, it's because mm. it plays into my most disgusting pers- <laughs> like character traits. Like, yeah. I love watching people get fucked over on that show. Like my the, and <laughs> nobody who fucking watches Love Island can say otherwise. <laughs> Don't lie. Everyone yeah. who loves Love Island come into our Facebook group. You're doing great, sweetie, on Facebook yeah. <laughs> and tell me that I you're with me on this. You're watching because with Love Island because the couples change all the time because I know you're not as much of a fan, Josie. No. Um too many episodes. There's a lot going on. It's a lot. It was it was really a um this this lockdown in 2021, me and my friends had viewing parties nightly and Tom yeah. was so over it. He was just like his <laughs> whole life became Love Island without signing up for it. It's just like – and we just moved in together and he's like, what have I done? <laughs> but, you know, like I'd make my martini with my 50 yeah, million olives became, and I'd watch yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And what really makes the show is that the couples change – Constantly because there's constantly new people coming yeah. in and the entire show is based on you have to couple up to stay in the yeah, island. It's more, it's more of a competition show. Yeah, and It doesn't hide and, that. 
Yeah. It's open about that. It is open about that. And I think that's possibly why it still does well because it's almost unashamedly gross. Yeah. It's like we're not trying to be pretending that everyone's actually finding love on this show. Like literally mm. the voiceover guy is oh, he's so funny. pulling shit on everybody that's yeah, on the yeah. island. Like, <laughs> people sign up knowing this. They are on the show knowing this. It's kind of all a bit like it's very it's very self-aware it's like it's like i love survivor and i look forward to survivor starting i was so pumped for it to start i you know had a friend over we watched the premiere together had a cheese board like a whole thing because survivor is what it does like it says what it does on the does what it says on the tin my god speak josie you know people are there that want to win like that's the whole point of it it's a competition there's challenges it's like everyone's fucking savage and that's the point. So it's not like trying to pretend it's something that it's not. And that's why Love Island, I think if it was only three or two episodes a week, I'd be into it. It was just that it was like seven episodes a week. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is a lot. It's a lot to commit to. But also, yeah, I agree. I think if it was shorter, you would probably get into it. Um, Because I like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I I like that it's self-aware enough and honest in that way and I just don't think the others are and I think I'm I'm sad because I fucking love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette in years past but I've just I've struggled with it lately and I think like the way it pairs back to this podcast is this is what we do we clock off work and we want to escape we watch tv I mean we always talk about what we're watching at the moment and it doesn't have that for me anymore. Like it yeah. just, I don't know, I don't feel great watching it anymore. But I wonder if it's actually, because with the Love Island thing, right, like we're watching it for the drama. It is giving us the drama. Mm. People, maybe it's that we feel like the people that go on Love Island know what they're getting themselves into, yes. know exactly what this premise is, like that it is a competition. Yeah. So therefore watching people get fucked over on that show doesn't feel as gross as it does when we've watched The Bachelor and Maths these days because yeah. those shows are still under the veneer of, yes, oh, we're yeah. looking for love, we're helping yeah. these people. And then, see, I feel like the the Maths for me, like the jumping the shark moment for Maths for me <laughs> was the season when there was Connie and Jonathan, mm. which was I think a f- couple of years ago now, probably a few. I think I was still at Pedestrian, 20, so maybe 2019. 20? I think it was- no, I reckon it was 2019 because I think I was in the office doing it. Oh, okay. And I remember that season I was like, this is makes me feel uncomfortable because Connie seemed so pure of heart yeah, and just genuinely was like fully buying into the experiment, like fully following the advice of the relationship experts and really trying to make that relationship work and um, just really didn't seem like had – it didn't seem from watching her that it, she had any kind of um, – aspirations to be an influencer she just genuinely went on the show because she was had an unlucky in love run and wanted to like give it a go and I think with the maths as well it is like a bit of an experiment so it kind of would attract people in that way I think to be contestants where they're like oh this seems like a fun different way to meet someone because the premise of maths if you haven't watched it is that you get fake married to somebody and so it's like you're almost thrown into the into the whirlwind of a full-blown committed relationship from the get-go. So you're going Mm. from not knowing each other to being incredibly intimate scenarios like sharing a bed and like meeting each other's parents and spending all your time together and in a tiny apartment and stuff. And so I do think that's a really interesting premise for a show. It's just that it's become, I think, 
we've gotten to a point where most people that go on are not there yeah. for that genuine reason and that's okay. But then when you have people that seem to be there for that genuine reason paired up with the non-genuine really people. Yeah. 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 And it's an ugly thing to watch somebody getting the wool pulled over their eyes, I think. And I don't think I think as we've matured in the way that we view the world and like what's okay and what's not okay, we're like, mm, like exploiting people for entertainment, not so okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then again with Love Island, it's like well, what if you're? What if they sign up knowing that they're going to the be exploited for entertainment? Exploited and they're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, well, I'll do that. And then I don't know. Look, morally, I don't know because I don't like seeing people get humiliated. Mm. But then I like seeing it on Love Island, so I don't understand how that works. Like humiliation's yeah. my number one most hated thing. Mm. I get really, really like sensitive about it. Like if a friend humiliates me, it's like friendship over, basically. Mm. If they, if they don't, if they mean it, um, yeah. So I don't know why I'm okay with watching it on Love Island. But yeah, what do you think? I think it might be that thing of that this is what you, this is what you signed up for. Like yeah. on paper, it's a competition show where people switch couples and break up with each other and like mm. it sucks, but that's the show whereas Bachelor is it might happen. <laughs> yeah. But it's not like on paper that's not supposed to happen. And same with you know Survivor's not a relationship show, but yes, it's I love when someone gets blindsided at tribal yeah, council. Yeah. Everyone's lied to this person's face and now they've all voted them out. That's humiliating, but that's Survivor. Like they always say that's the game. But it's just, yeah, when that creeps into shows that maybe started with a more um, innocent premise like mm. maths, like Bachelor, like Bachelorette, um, yeah, it, t- it takes it to a place where it wasn't at the start. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's funny that we're just like, it's reality TV, yet we're, like, searching our moral. <laughs> yeah, but I've always liked that about reality TV. Like, I've always said, because I, like, obviously recaps, we did them. Yeah. And we used to get people always saying to us, like, oh, this show's so dumb. Why are you reporting on it? Why are you making, like, all these serious? And it's like, no way. This is, like, the best insight into social norms. Like, yep. human um, behavior. Human behavior. It's fascinating. You could analyze the shit out of every episode mm-hmm. of these shows because, like what it does do is like you said, like we are putting all these people together and they often are people that would never come into contact with each other yeah. in a normal world because we operate within our own circles, right? Like you have your friends yeah. and your family and a lot of that is dictated by like where you grew up, what school you went to, what your job is, like mm. where you live, what city or town you live in. And so it's sort of like we almost operate within that little echo chamber. And so if you took you and then you put like say say you grew up born and raised in Newcastle. Josie, yep. that's you, right? Oh, and yep. you're still there and then <laughs> we take you from Newcastle and then we put you mm. into a house with someone who grew up in Singapore as a kid, then moved to New York when they were 19. Yeah. And now they live <laughs> in fucking Iceland and they're working in a non, I don't know, I've made up this weird story, but now this they're working in a weird non amazing. I know, yeah. that's insane. But like that person is going to have such a different set yes, of like yeah, experiences, yeah. values, like ways of talking to people, everything than you. And then 
there's every chance that you're going to clash on some things or like piss each other off without even necessarily being bad people. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, that I part think. of it's interesting to watch. That's the big brotherish element of it. The, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of these shows borrow from that because they take all the people and put them in one house. The Bachelor does that. They live in the Bachelor mansion. Yes. So it's yes. almost like it's got that side uh, kind of like an undercurrent plot line, which is very Big Brother-ish of the yes. fishbowl and being in these confines of people that aren't your friends and all yes. of that. And Love Island is very much like that as well. Um, and that's the fascination. And oh, old school Big Brother was the fucking best. Oh, wasn't it? my God. <laughs> but I also wonder, like, do you think that's because we didn't have social media and now social I think media so. is that I think for so. us? Yeah. I think social media is even at the very, very start of our Bachelor it wasn't as, you know, Tim Robard's season, Tim mm. and Anna. Like I think they were definitely on Instagram but it wasn't what it is today. It wasn't the the juggernaut where people can make a full career out of being quote-unquote influencers, yes. which so many then subsequent um, contestants on these shows have done. Like it wasn't back then because that is going back nearly 10 years. Mm. How many seasons have there been? Mm, Maybe eight yeah, years? Yeah, God, so many. Um, you know, but it was like, before it was Instagram existed, but it wasn't a platform that you built no. a personal brand. So on even all. since that season, it's just and even maths. You know, I think mm. those people weren't. You know, they didn't go into it being like, "I'm going to get three hundred thousand followers from this," because yeah. no, no one knew if that show would go well and la di da. And then now that it, you know, they've seen that it does help people in that way. Yeah, it's changed things and people know it's going to be talked about on social media. People know that it's going to affect their kind of business on social media. So, yeah, I think it's changed so much um, since our innocent primary school, high school days of watching Big Brother. (laughs) Totally. I think so too. And like I said, like I really don't think there's anything wrong with going on a reality show with ulterior motives to Mm. build your brand or anything. I think that what has changed is that people just go on it for that and there's a lot of people that you're seeing now where like you know you look back on these people that where some some and then again I'm not saying every relationship that's failed as a result of reality tv or that has been a reality tv that's failed has failed because someone wasn't into it enough like I think sometimes genuinely you don't know like I look at my perfect example of this is I reckon Brooke and David are Mm. poster people for this where I don't think, I don't know them. I love how I've just decided this about them without (laughs) knowing either of them. But I look at that and I think that's just life. Sometimes you meet somebody, you have a connection. As it grows, Mm. you realize that the connection was based on, you know, whatever was going on at the time or it was a physical connection or or a sort of emotional connection that dried up. Like shit happens in everyone. So many people date someone for a few months and that fizzles out. It's just that they were the bachelorette. And the winner, yeah. and so yeah. it was like under a fucking microscope. Yeah, but it's exactly. actually very normal for things to to fizzle out after the kind of honeymoon period. Or yes. like excitement of even if you're not on a TV show, it's very totally, common. Totally, totally. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I feel like remember Ellie and her what was his name? Like Fraser. Lincoln. Fraser. Yeah. Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> like Abraham Lincoln. What? <laughs> Malcolm anyway, Fraser. Fraser. Malcolm Fraser. It Ellie was definitely a politician's surname. <laughs> Her politician, Malcolm Fraser, that she 
<laughs> met on The Bachelorette. Like that was to me textbook that he wasn't ready for a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Textbook. Yeah. Like he had a big Tim Kieran energy around yeah. him. So, you know, I think it can go either way. Um, and I think that we put too much pressure on these people to stay together like they're meant to just meet someone and then maybe it works out and it's great if it does like our mutual friend alicia is still with her partner glenn from the bachelor in paradise getting married they're getting married and i talked to i literally caught up with her the other day and we were talking about like long-term relationships and the way that you know that heady first days thing yeah is, is what it is and then you have to settle into what your real life looks like and Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And for them, it yeah. really did work. Yeah. Um, and they live a very normal life in Perth now. Yeah. And, you know, they still are like totally in love, but it's just it grows and it develops into something different. And yeah. I think, you know, that is also like that's going to happen whether you're on a reality show or not, you know, it's going to yeah. go either way. So, wow, and we she went on a lot of ground. She went on three <laughs> times, took her three yeah. goes. So there you, know. you go. <laughs> bloody, she bloody got there in the end, didn't she? But yeah. So in a total 180 now, we're saying everyone go on reality shows to find love. I just think it's, I think what we have is a complicated relationship with these we shows. Do. Yeah. And, um, you know, if they cast Bachelor really fucking well, both the guy and all the girls, then I'll, I'll give it a go. I will always give it a go. Yeah. We'll probably recap it on here <laughs> yeah. if it's good. <laughs> We're in the mood yeah, for it. <laughs> I just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I've grown up. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. It's who's just your complicated. Dream, who's your dream batchy, do you reckon? I, I did hear, and I don't think these two are ready for love at all. I just think it would be fucking funny. I did hear that the Inspired Unemployed oh boys my had been God. approached yes. to do like a double like duo. They're not But ready. I want to see it. They scream Tim and Kieran energy. It, they do. But, but every single woman from the ages of 20 to 40 is going to <laughs> thrust their vaginas forward toward those auditions. Yep. Like, yep. I do not know a person who isn't in love with one of the Inspired Unemployed guys. So I think for that reason, the girls would be funny. They would mm-hmm. be funny. I think mm-hmm. it would be really entertaining that would be my dream scenario. It's just and look, a maybe they are. Like maybe like sometimes I think, you know, like it's it's just that you'd be open to it, I think is the difference. Like I yeah. think and I actually think looking back now, what the honey badger did was actually so <laughs> progressive. You know that I've always <laughs> said that. I've always been honey a honey badger, badger apologist up here. <laughs> I wrote a whole fucking article about it. Yes, Josie's always like, felt this way. I've always just felt he was just like, I don't see it going anywhere with any of these people so yeah i could do the whole thing where i pick one and then we date for a while and then i just fucking break a heart but that's worse i'm sorry i stand by it that is worse i think if you ask Brittany or the other girl (laughs) (laughs) that other chick sophie who used to go to my boxing class if you ask them i think they'd actually be like yeah dodged a bullet he wasn't ready for it like yeah totally and it would have been shitter if he picked Brittany. Or Sophie, and then yeah, went ahead with it for a few months, and then they got the more like I mean, Brittany. I've not, I've actually not listened to her life uncut episodes about this, but Brittany then had that because then she ended up with Tim, yes, on Bachelor in Paradise, and he did that to her. Yeah, <laughs> literally did the thing where he picked her and then disappeared. Yeah, and so I feel like I don't know her again. Don't know yeah. this woman, but <laughs> I assume <laughs> I'm also not going to go listen to that 
Life Uncut episode because it's now like so stale. It's so probably stale. like four years old. I'd have to go find it. But like, you know, I love that podcast, but I'm not going to go find that po- that episode. Sorry. I still feel like she would probably have preferred the honey badger situation yeah. over like the traditional situation that someone yeah. was kind of into you yeah. and then finding out that actually they were. Or being dumped in the finale for Sophie. Like, yeah. The yeah. both alternatives. I think they were just so shocked that they didn't have time yeah. to be hurt. Which I think is better, but you know, I I've always, too. I've always been a honey badger apologist in that way. Honey badger, progressive he's our, man. He's our mutual, yeah. <laughs> he's our mutual progressive man of our dreams. I know. He just wanted a little traveler like his new girlfriend, who just like goes to waterfalls with him. Yeah. It could have been me, as it we all know. It probably should have, to be it honest. No, no offense, Tom. But. Sorry, Tom. But Tom doesn't even like like. Like he's scared of crocodiles, so I don't know what we're gonna do with our yeah. outback. He does love the outback, though. He was he was again talking about wanting to go back to the outback. So Aww. he's he's like honey badger light, you know. Yeah, he's He'll got do. the honey badger <laughs> vibe. It's just I'm just the vibe kidding, of the Tom. Thing. I love you. It's the vibe, <laughs> the vibe of, the of, the of the thing, and that's how we end. It's the yes. vibe of the thing. It's the vibe as we of always the thing. Say. Um, come into the group, talk about the reality shows. You might fucking love them. I know my friend Maddie actually wants to write an article because he finds it really helps his own anxiety watching reality yeah, TV. Right, everyone fucks up so much. You might actually think it benefits your mental health, and that you're even more interested in it now totally. than you were a few years ago. That's totally fine. We just wanted to talk about our feelings because it's our podcast and that's what yeah. we do but and we're um, also pieces of shit so there's no judgment <laughs> you know like <laughs> no absolutely no judgment for anyone but yes share your thoughts um follow us on instagram mm-hmm. join our facebook group like subscribe tell people about it just just paint a mural about yeah, it paint like, a mural on the side of the building nearest to you yep go now Go Get now. some paint. Graffiti. Do it now. No, don't. Graffiti. Don't, do it. don't graffiti. Do it do, consensually paint yeah. on the wall of the house nearest to you. Yeah, if you if own the house, you. Yeah. do it on your own. Build a house and then paint on the side of the Do that house. thing where you hang a poster off one of those bridges that goes over the highway. Yeah, You know that? Do I would that. love to see that. Yeah. If I saw that, I would mm. cry. Yeah. Yeah, that would be amazing. If you if you've got time, do that for us. Yeah, if you've got a little a little hour to spare, <laughs> a little hour to spare. Um, thanks so much for listening, as always. Thank um, you. And yes, we love you. Thanks. Bye guys.